All right. Here we are. Right now. <laughs> Seems like a long time since I've done this. A lot of time has passed since we last spoke. I can't even remember anything about what we were talking about last time. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Today I'd like to talk about fake positive thinking. And this is something that came up when I was speaking with a friend about a couple of different things, about psychology, about relationships, about self-esteem and general well-being in general. And, well, that's a good one, general well-being in general. <laughs> and we got to this thing which was, well, how do you stay positive? How do you really have a good outlook, a productive outlook, an upbeat step, a can-do attitude. How do you do that? How do you exactly go about doing that? Now, I've got the title of this conversation as fake positive thinking because when I was talking with this friend, she realized that there's actually a lot of fake positive thinking. There's a lot of, in the world of psychology and personal power and personal development, a kind of fluff. There's a kind of blowing it into the air. And I agreed with her. I, sen I tended to recognize this as well for myself, which is that a lot of people are preaching or saying or selling even this thing of, well, you can do it. If you just think positive, positive power, if you just have a good attitude, if you just believe in yourself, right? This is a classic sort of ABC, new agey, self-help sort of push or idea or sort of attitude, right? And the problem is that it's a cheap fix. It's a quick fix. It's not exactly really at the end of the day effective because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't, you simply can't walk around and just think to yourself, oh yes, think positive thoughts. Ah oh, yes, stay positive. Ah oh, yes, have a rosy outlook on life. And just keep saying that to yourself over and over again. Because that's quite neurotic, right? Just even even just saying that like like I'm saying it now sounds very very much fake, very much force, and it's like, well, where's the reality in that? Where's the actual engagement with how the world is? Where's the real assessment of your feelings? Because the truth of the matter is you might not be feeling positive. You might not be feeling like having a can-do attitude. You might not be feeling like things are all rosy and hunky-dory and happy-go-lucky. So, when you realize this, often the mistake is to say, well, this new age paradigm and all this self-help stuff is a load of rubbish and I don't need it because it's wrong, because it doesn't work, right? This is the initial sort of textbook response to this attitude. And when you do this, you fall into another trap because if you walk around saying, well, positive thinking doesn't work and my outlook isn't really in my control and... I do have to engage with the situation and the reality of the world and my life. 
no matter how gloomy it is, and it might actually be so gloomy, when you go into that sort of space, well, then you open yourself up to a lot of hurt and a lot of helplessness. There is a lot of inability to actually take the responsibility that you need to. Now, a deeper way of looking at this is to actually differentiate between thought, attitude, and experience. And we can throw feelings in there as a fourth parameter. And when we look at it like that from these three or four different metrics, you can say, well, of course, positive thinking doesn't exactly work because thought is not necessarily the best driver of action or feeling or any other sort of part of our experience that we have. And if that's the case, well, you want to say, well, your feelings come first. It's not your positive thinking that comes first. It should be your positive feeling. So really the phrase should be feel positive, right? Feel positive. And then you realize the absurdity of that as a sort of operating motto because you can't exactly force a feeling. You can't control a feeling. I mean, we have this idea or we get, we get this sense that we can have some kind of effect on our thoughts when you know, we can get into a debate about whether that's true or not. But, but essentially, we walk around thinking that we can affect our thoughts. We can change our thoughts. Whereas the feelings are something different. The feelings are something deeper. The feelings are something much more closer to home. So to be thinking that, oh, we need to manipulate those is, well, that's a different ball game. So to really see this in a clear way and to actually say, well, what do I do with all this mess? What do I do with it? Is it one side or is it the other side? Do I need positive thinking or positive feeling or is it not true and it doesn't work and what should I really do? And the answer is that you do need your responsibility for your experience. And I mean experience in, the ter- in terms of any metric that you want to put into it, whether it's thoughts, feelings, attitudes, actions, sensations, perceptions, all of it, whatever you dissect and illustrate your definition of the word experience as, it's still your responsibility. It's still yours. It's still your power. Now, here's where the tricky part comes in. There needs to be an awareness of the thing that is having the experience. And this is the silver bullet to this problem. This is the thing that really allows you to settle this once and for all. It's awareness. We call this thing awareness. You need to have an awareness of the thing that is having the experience. So when you are in a state, when you are in an environment, when you are having an experience, you need to be able to recognize what is it that that experience is impressing onto what is having that experience and of course if that seems like too gargantuan or 
esoteric of a idea or a way to go about understanding this or working with this, then you can break it down. You can say, what is, what is the experience my body is having? What is the experience my mind is having? What is the experience of this attitude? What experience am I having right now? When you have that awareness, when you see that and when you really recognize that, and you're actually saying it in a way to yourself that is to do with, well, how do I actually assess the situation? How do I be aware of the situation without really trying to force something or to change it? Then you're slipping into awareness. Then you're actually being able to really see what's going on. When you do that, it somehow does just magically change on its own, <laughs> right? And that's, that's where this thing of positive thinking comes from. That's why the New Ages say new, new outlook is your choice. Positive thinking is your choice. Positive attitude, can-do attitude is your choice. Because in a sense, they are right. When you're aware of the choice, then it is your choice. But, of course, the question is, well, choice between what? And it's between the positive outlook or the negative outlook. Positivity and negativity. And when you sense those two differences, right, that's a coming into awareness. That's a coming into the ability to actually choose, to actually see, well, I, I could be negative. I could be this way. And really the step before that is realizing that you are being that way. And you don't want to skip this step of awareness. There's no way you can there's no way you can sidestep awareness. There's no way you can shortcut to positive thinking. That's really where the new ages get this wrong. As for another way that they get it wrong, right? There's so many ways in which they get it wrong. There's so many ways in which this is misunderstood, right? Because say you're in this state or you're in this situation, when you're negative and you don't see any other way out of it, it's really all you've got. There's no choice in the matter. And you're not aware of an alternative option. You're not aware of exactly how it is that you are experiencing this negativity. And to take a step back and to really assess now what is it that I'm experiencing is to start to assess the situation clearly and to move towards awareness. Now, of course, there is a range of experiences that we have. There is a range of colors in the moods and the thought patterns that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And one of the things that happens when you become 
more and more aware is that these differences become more and more different. They become more obvious and more varied. And one could probably hypothesize that one of the reasons we have very strong negative feelings and very strong positive feelings is because there's there's something in us that wants to be aware in such a way that it can differentiate between different experiences. You want to be aware of the different experiences you have. Right? That that should be like a like a, a rock bottom truth of life. Right? How how rich do you want your life to be? Do you want to have varied experiences? Or is it just the same old mundane thing? Now, of course, <laughs> another side of this is to say, well, what about consistency? Because ironically and paradoxically, in, in some ways contradictory, contradictorily, <laughs> if that even is a word, the way to be able to see the differences between things is to be consistent. <laughs> you need to have that thing within you that is having the experiences. You need to build that as something that is the same, something that is always there, something that can compare the difference between positive thinking and negative thinking, a positive feeling and a negative feeling, a can-do attitude and just laziness, giving up nihilism. When I was talking about this with my friend, another thing that she mentioned was that this comes up in relationships because the fact of the matter is so much of our life is contingent on the relationships that we have. The quality of our life and our experiences rests very much on the relationships that we have. And she was telling me about some of her relationships and how she was sort of trying to work out whether it had been a net benefit or negative thing that she had been in a particular relationship. And she was asking me what I thought about, well, you know, if you're single now, then how do you feel about being single? And when you're in a relationship, how have you felt about being in a relationship? And, of course, this is exactly what this applies to, right? This is exactly the thing that you need the awareness of. Because, either way, you need to have your own awareness, right? If you're in a relationship and you're there to use it as a kind of crutch or a kind of positive experience in any way, then that is something that's going to sidestep your ability to become aware of the positive and the negative, the light and the dark. Conversely, if you're not in a relationship and you're sort of closing yourself to that, you're learning to 
be independent to yourself, that can be a kind of shutting down. That can be a kind of denying of the positive and the negative. Now, of course, when you're actually in a relationship or not in a relationship, you've still got the positive and the negative. And of course, the, <laughs> the, the funny old sort of trick or the, the sort of, how should I say this, the, the comedy of errors is that people think, well, if, I, if only I was in a relationship, then my problems would be solved. If only I was in a relationship, then I could have a positive outlook. I could have that amazing can-do attitude, right? <laughs> and of course, this is, this is getting things backwards because it's still up to you to discover that for yourself. And once you're in a relationship, well, it can go either, either of two ways. You can learn to discover that in your relationship you can actually have that as something that is helping you grow and learn and actually distinguish between positive feelings and negative feelings and which of those you must be responsible for and which of those your partner should be responsible for or what role they played with that in in that in those feelings for you and yet the other side of it is that, well, it can be very much just a, a blocking, right? You can find someone to blame, right? This is the classic relationship blame game. I would have been so happy if it wasn't for you. It's your fault this relationship didn't turn out. Right? These sorts of phrases, these sorts of thoughts. Maybe I would be better off without you. Right? And that judgment, that kind of assessment of the situation and as to whether it's positive or negative is the same skill as assessing your own positive thinking or your own negative thinking or your own positive outlook or your own negative outlook, or your own can-do attitude, or your own just, ugh. Right? And it's so, it's so easy to just... I mean, I, I'm sort of coming around to the new ages, right? I'm sort of starting to understand why they put it in such comic book styles and images. Because... It does really sort of come down to that, right? Like if you're just, like if you wake up and you're just like, I don't want to go to work. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk to people. Oh, I don't want to do my exercises. Oh, I don't want to do my qigong or my meditation. It's just like, eh, right? And you recognize that in yourself and you go, hang on. No, wait a second. This is something I need to transform. This is something that's my responsibility. And that doesn't necessarily mean forcing myself to do it. That doesn't necessarily mean trying to play a mind trick on myself. It doesn't necessarily mean faking this attitude until it works. No, it means 
I need to be aware of this. I need to have a very clear assessment of this. I need to really use my consciousness. And it's that consciousness which is going to allow for the transformation of my attitude on that day. It's awareness that will allow for the transformation of that feeling on that day. And of course, if you can transform your feelings, well, then the thoughts will follow. Feelings are much deeper than thoughts. So those are a few ideas on positive thinking, or we should say fake positive thinking. And this just came up because I was talking to a friend about it. Now, if you are watching this on video, you will notice I've got a different setup today, but this is only temporary. So we will go back to the old black screen soon enough. It's just the way things are when life circumstances are the way they are, <laughs> right? We're all, we're all either victims or prosperous under our own life circumstances. We're all doing the best that we can with what we've got. So thanks very much for tuning in. And we'll be back very soon with more.